Thanks for joining us on Sample Radio. Zach Milbank here, and with me today to talk about the 2020 AFL Academy SA Hub intake is Torrens University SA Under 18 coach Tony Bamford. Bangers, how are you? Good, thanks, Zach. Yourself? Excellent. Yeah, going well, thank you. Uh, that exciting time of year. It uh, doesn't seem that long ago that uh, we were here 12 months ago doing the same thing, but we've got a, a new intake, a squad of 30 that's uh, come through and uh, some really promising and exciting talent there. Yeah, it comes around pretty quick, doesn't it, when, you, when it seems like only last week we were saying goodbye to last year, or this year's mm. group. Um, but yeah, no, this, uh, the new hub program will roll around in its second year. Uh, last year being the inaugural year. Um, much in the same format and shape as what it was in the first year with a few little tweaks and changes along the way. Um, no, it's exciting. It was a really hard uh, process mm. of elimination, if you like, to get to, to the final 30. Um, it's never a, an easy thing to do when you start with, of, well, I think we had about 85 players on our initial to watch list when we were planning for our the SNFL Futures game on grand mm-hmm. final day, and we got that down to 54 players, and then we had to get that down to 30 players yeah. um, as part of the hub selection. Uh, so it wasn't easy, and some good players had missed out, as they did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and time will tell whether whether those guys who missed out will be able to knuckle down, have a really good pre-season, get going early for their yeah. club, and then push their name forward for uh, for Camp 3 and state selection next year. Yeah, definitely. We'll get to that a little bit later, um, particularly about Camp 3 heading over to Perth, which is a little bit different to what happened this year. But uh, just having a look at some of the uh, faces and names that are in this year's squad, obviously some familiar surnames with um, Taj Schofield and Luke Edwards both being father-son prospects. Of course, James Borlace, uh, son of uh, Daisy Darrell Borlace, of course, Port Adelaide champion. And um, uh, yeah, so it's good to see some of those guys coming through. Yeah, yeah, it's their good stories and um, they get a lot of, uh, I guess, focus and media attention because mm. of the fact they are father-sons. Um, but like the other players in the squad, they've got to earn their, their spot in the team and, and they've got to earn a game for our state. So I'm sure they'll They'll knuckle down and do that. But there's some talented players there, that's for sure. Mm. We have three, um, as part of the hub process in uh, in all of the five AFL Academy hubs across Australia, there has to be at least six bottom age players, okay. which are two years away from the draft. And um, any player who plays in the under-16 nationals and gets all Australian, which this year we had three yeah. in Jason Horn, um Isaiah Dudley and Cooper Murley, those guys are automatic selections into into this hub. So they're okay. those three players alongside um, another three bottom age players, Lewis Racing from Glenelg. Um, we've also got Arlo Draper and Matt Roberts, both from South Adelaide. So they make up our six bottom age players. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's plenty of talent across two age groups, which is um, which hopefully will hold us in good stead mm-hmm. for the next couple of years. And we got to see some of that talent at league level last year, in fact, with Corey mm-hmm. Durden and also Riley Thilthorpe uh, making their league debut. And they certainly didn't look out of place the way they conducted themselves against, against men, despite only being 17 at the time. Yeah, both are exceptionally talented uh, footballers and athletes, that's, that's for sure. Um, and showed at times that they can impact at league levels at, as an under-17 player, which is mm. going to hold them in, in good stead, actually, when they play this year. I'm sure they'll play league football again if yep. the opportunity comes their way. Um, you could probably throw in Kane Baldwin yep. as well, who missed this year with a knee reconstruction mm. back in April. Um, 
you know, the, the way he was playing for Glenelg Reserves back in the pre-season, um, he would, it wouldn't have surprised me if he played league football as well Yeah. this year. So we hope that he, well, we know that he's going well with his knee rehab, okay. but he still, he won't play football again until April at the earliest next okay. year. Yeah, I was going to ask you how he's tracking. That's positive to hear that it all is going well because obviously a talented key forward who did well in the under-16 comp uh, years previous. Um, uh, every year we sort of get um, one of those sort of roughies and obviously last year I know it was a good story when we talked about Lachlan Burroughs coming straight out as a decathlete and um, different sort yeah. of type of background. You got any uh, pearlers for us this year, Bangers? <laughs> snuck, up, snuck up under your sleeve? I'm not a fortune teller. Um, <laughs> you're right, every year someone mm. pops up and, mm. and performs um, probably um, a little bit better than what we had forecast 12 mm. months earlier. It's never an exact science, yeah. obviously. And, uh, and that's one of the probably the most exciting things about these programs that someone always performs mm. at a higher standard than probably what you were planning. Yeah. I mean, Harry Schoenberg was yeah. a perfect example for, um, in this year, an, an All-Australian under-18 nationals and wasn't in the original 30 mm. of our hub last year. He was he was actually playing number 32 this time oh, last right. year. Callum Park was playing number 31 yeah. and Shelley was playing number 32. So mm. um, those two guys did exceptionally well to... Uh, um, to take the disappointment of not being in the hub and work hard on their craft and mm-hmm. have good pre-seasons and, and more importantly they played really well mm-hmm. for their SNFL clubs in the first sort of you know rounds one to six last year and that's when they yeah. uh, got noticed or, well not noticed mm-hmm. but we'll watch them closely and then they proved they were as good if not better than some of the guys in the hub mm-hmm. which will happen again next year I'm sure of it and, um, and they both went on to play in the Nationals. Yeah, they certainly did and play well indeed, particularly Schoenberg, of course. Um, uh, let's have a look at the three camps. Um, so the first one starting in November through to the first week of December and a little bit different. Last year you went to Alice Springs this year, heading up to Port Augusta and also uh, a sort of cultural experience up at Wilpena Pound as well. Yeah, so we're going to head north. Um, we'll start Camp 1 with a, uh, a full football training session um, at Sydney Mastia, uh, thanks to West mm-hmm. Adelaide for allowing us to use their facility on that Friday morning. Mm-hmm. So we'll give the boys a good hit out here uh, in Adelaide, then we'll shower up, pack up and hit the bus and we'll head north and we'll head up to Port Augusta for a, a night um, and then we'll go out to Wilpena Pound for a couple of days and, and uh, focus on our, the cultural aspects of, of Camp One while we're up there, um, as well as also ticking the box with some of our ed- educational sessions at are a part of our curriculum that mm-hmm. we deliver during this hub program. Also do some football work. Um, when we come back through on the way home, we'll stop at Port Augusta again for a day and we'll get stuck mm-hmm. into some more football work there. And uh, then we'll come back um, on the Tuesday and then we start well, our, our pre-Christmas training block, which mm-hmm. will include three sessions a week through to Christmas um, with just the hub players and, and the academy coaches helping me um, help me deliver a football program before Christmas. Sure. Uh, just before we get on to the second camp, just the cultural side of it, obviously, if you could just elaborate what you did last year in Alice Springs and what yeah. the boys got out of it and what might be planned this year. Yeah, so last year was um, a wonderful opportunity for all players and staff to head north up to Alice Springs and, and then out to um, to Ayers Rock and the communities mm-hmm. in and around um, the, um, the schools 
we went to a school which is basically the backyard is Ayers Rock. Yeah. Um, so we, we spent an afternoon out there in the classroom with the kids and, and did some reading with yeah. the students and we allocated, well the boys split up in pairs and went and read some books to the students aged anywhere from I guess uh, probably six right through to about 14. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such a wonderful afternoon. It was hot, yeah. <laughs> but um, you could just see the engagement and the excitement on the faces of those of those local uh, local kids up there who uh, don't get visitors up there very yeah. often. Um, so that was a really really good experience for not just the students but also our players as well yeah. to see a different part of the world and to probably see um, some kids who aren't quite as fortunate as what they are. Yeah. Uh, so that was an excellent part of Camp One last year. We're still in the process of locking away um, the exact aspect of our cultural or the content of our cultural experience for camp for camp one um, mm-hmm. I'm heading up there next week just to have a bit of a look around and and uh, check out some venues and inspect yeah. some people and hopefully be able to lock away some stuff in a fortnight terrific and uh, camp two um, is where sort of the footy side of it really starts to kick in obviously the uh, dub sort of the AFL experience camp where yeah. uh, both uh, all of the boys are exposed to uh, both the local AFL clubs yeah, Camp 2 is pro- obviously in the new year. Um, before we get to Camp 2, we'll do another week of hub uh, training here in town as a group. Um, and then we'll go into Camp 2 at Emmanuel College again, which is the same um, venue that hosted us last year. Mm-hmm. So Camp 2 is, is pretty much where we try and give um, the players in the hub an AFL experience of what life may be like if they're lucky enough to go on and get drafted. So mm-hmm. we will visit both clubs um, at some stage during Camp 2 and, and spend half a day or a day in there um, living life as an AFL footballer, doing craft sessions, doing recovery, doing strength and mobility sessions, yoga, uh, meditation, all those kind of things that, uh, that the modern AFL footballer is exposed to or are exposed to. And we'll do obviously some big training sessions in camp too as well because the players will be well conditioned by then. Mm-hmm. And we'll do at least two full football training sessions during, uh, during camp too as, as well as um, introduce the boys to the AFL recruiting staff and get some interview processes going. Um, where the AFL recruiting guys can start to get to know our players and probably mm-hmm. more importantly, our players can feel comfortable in and around the AFL recruiters because uh, that'll be, uh, they'll see them a lot yeah. over the next course of the of 12 months. That's right. And then, so that of course is in late January there and then the final camp is in sort of mid-April and heading over to Perth, a little bit different this year. Last year we saw the WA boys come across and mm-hmm. uh, play a couple of trial matches here in SA, but this year we're um, uh, repaying the favour, I guess, and heading over to Nullarbor. Yep, that's right, in the April school holidays. Um, after Camp 2, uh, I should add that once we get once we exit the boys from Camp 2, they'll then all return to their Sandful Club programs mm-hmm. to continue their pre-season, and obviously when the school term starts, some will, um, will be back to their colleges for their football programs as well. So uh, they go on their own way after Camp 2. We bring them back together in the April school holidays for Camp 3 and yeah we're lucky enough to be flying to Western Australia over to Perth for that camp. A little bit different to last year, last year we took, or last year we had um, about 50 players come in for for Camp 2 because we had to play two trial games against Western Australia 
Um, that's changed. That's one of the things that has changed for year two from, from year one is that we won't be taking as many players over. Um, we'll only take about 36, 38 players across for that trip to to Perth to play against the Western Australians. So one of the great things about the hub program is that there is an opportunity for anywhere from half a dozen to maybe eight or ten players who weren't selected in the original 30 mm-hmm. to um, put their hand up in the early parts of the season and and say, um, pick me and take me to camp three and I'll show you how good I am. So I mm. love that part of the program. Mm. Um, and uh, I mean, that was pretty much last year, the, the Schoenberg, the Callum Park, the Jordan Moores, the Josh Morrises yep. put the hand up in that part of the program and all went on to play state footy. Fantastic, yeah, hopefully we see some more stories like that in 2020. Well, Bangers, thanks very much for your time on Sample Radio to wrap up all of that and uh, chiefly announce the 2020 AFL Academy SA Hub intake. Looking forward to catching up with you uh, throughout uh, the next sort of six months or so as it uh, gets into full swing. No worries, Zach, and I just want to say as well a big thank you to all our Sample clubs and, and the Centre of Excellence programs that they run, as well as the colleges in Adelaide. Um, the players in South Australia have a wonderful um, platform for which development to occur, be it at their club or at their colleges, and um, makes our job a bit easier when we go to pick the talent.